If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. It is September 18th, 2021, a beautiful day out here in the West Coast. Uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to call in, 855-529-7234. Uh, remember, seek counsel. We're not giving legal advice. Uh, we're just talking about general topics of law. In fact, we are the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. That's exactly right. Cal is playing the... Uh, you know, disclaimer music. So if you want to go to our website, we've got really interesting disclaimer stuff to read. Late at night, it's really a good idea to read this if you're having sleeping problems. You know, save money on, you know, those sleeping pills or any type of pill that's going to help you go to sleep. Just just read our disclaimers. In fact, we might even get it so we'll, where it'll read to you. You know, they have those books that'll read to you. Oh, an e-book. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah look, uh, Todd's falling asleep me just talking about it. Just a quick note. The previous claim made by Fred has not been evaluated by the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to make any false promises, you know, because you can end up at the same, uh, same, same boat as Elizabeth Holmes. You never know. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, though? I, we should probably package that and sell it. We could, that disclaimer. The ultimate sleep aid. Yeah, that's the perfect sleep aid. Do not read our disclaimer or have someone read it to you while driving. That is a dangerous, dangerous thing because you will fall asleep at the wheel. I don't know, Fred. You, you say things like that, and I'm envisioning the FBI across the street with some binoculars. All right, we don't move until we talk about disclaimers. Swarm, swarm, swarm. Get him. That's it. That's the disclaimers. Uh, look, we're going to have some exciting things this third hour. A lot of times we save our best for the last. We're going to talk about a South Carolina lawyer case. Boy, is this interesting. And uh, Todd's going to kind of get into it deep. We're not going to – we're just going to tease you a little bit about it. We're going to have a case or no case. We're going to talk about the Durst case coming up. Uh, Twitter gets out of a lawsuit we got to talk about Britney Spears, and we're doing everything we can to avoid talking about R. Kelly. I mean, we've got information about R. Kelly and the case that stopped Todd. Todd is playing around again like this a child. You said I would see who we're going to tease a case. I'm, I'm over here making teasing you know, looks. Hi. Oh, I thought you were... <laughs> 
looking at Denise weird. So yeah, you know. I, I thought you were you know responding to his comment about going deep into the murder. You know, all I was talking about was teasing and Denise. Denise, the one who is supposed to be here to she's keep us rock. on the straight and narrow. And Look. she's the one. Oh, let's not talk about a mistrial, which she's going to go off the rails if we do that. Boys are weird. Exactly. That's true. You know what? Sometimes you just drive along the road and you, and you can't, you know, and all of a sudden the freeway just backs up and there's no reason. And then you see someone on the side of the road and people oh, just no. have to slow down and look. That's like the R. Kelly case, right? We don't want to talk about it anymore. I just can't stand talking about it. But you almost have to. I think I'm going to one time just on the freeway just pull aside. I probably won't do this because I don't want anyone to get in an accident. But pull off to the side of the road you in another car, and put out a, a, a table and play some cards, like, you know, gin rummy or something, <laughs> and see how many people stop and rubberneck. It'd probably be backed up for 20 miles, right? But anyway, that's the R. Kelly case. I well, when you hear the sirens, run, just get in the car and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do whatever we can not to talk about R. Kelly. So if you feel that we're dragging on uh, uh, talking about some stuff, we just don't want to get into R. Kelly. But the key is, and what's, uh, what's the most important thing to do here, is to sit and and listen to our producer, Cal Hunter, give us a great ta- uh, case or no case. I'll go ahead. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Kelly Greer went on a walk in Seattle near her rural home. And there on the road, she saw little, two little teeny tiny baby raccoons. She had seen a deceased adult earlier, which we presumed was their mother. So she ran home, got a little shoebox and took them home and tried to nurse them back to health. One did not survive, but the other did, and became a pet, a box-trained raccoon, and a celebrity. Got pictures taken with all kinds of people, school kids, even fish and game wardens got their picture taken with her and the raccoon. But eventually, one of the young rookie officers came in and asked her, Madam, do you have a permit to keep a wild animal? She said, uh... Yeah, why, yes, I do. But she was obfuscating the truth. So the lawyer, uh, the officer rather, went and checked and uh, and then came and gave her a citation and said, you've got to get rid of the animal. Knocked on the door and said, I'm taking the animal with me now. She said, do I have to do I have to give him up now? And he said, no, I'll just walk in and take him. Went in, took the animal, took him back to the shelter. She went to her lawyer and said, this doesn't seem right. Mr. Lawyer, do I have a case? Or no case. Mr. Cunin, what do you think about the case of the itty-bitty box-trained raccoon? Well, well, well. You know, I, I remember thinking about this. Back in the day, there seemed to be this thing about, oh, I remember. It was, remember the show, Mr. Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. Okay, and the class had a ferret. In The, the kindergarten <laughs> class had a pet ferret. Here's the thing, you can't have a pet ferret. You have to have a special report, a special license because it technically qualifies as a wild animal. Right, right. And and so, you know, they obviously missed out on telling people about that one in the movie. But that same idea would apply here. And I believe that was even up in Washington, too, wasn't it? I think that was where Mr. or kindergarten cop was. Um, and maybe it was Oregon. They're all weird in Oregon. So, uh, oh, I just said that for Denise's benefit. Oh, They're my, not weird. Wait in a minute. Good, good folks in Oregon. No Denise is sitting here wearing her. Or- well, that's true. She's wearing her <laughs> Oregon garb here. So um, I'm going to say that this talk. is a yes. You know, we have like. Like we pretty much cover the whole state of Oregon. Many of yes, shows. yes. I apologize Thank to the you. state of Oregon. I was making fun more of Denise than anything else, but 
I'm sorry, Denise. I am sorry. He's not accepting, Tony. She's, She's not, not accepting, but it wouldn't be the first time. She'll accept if she wins. <laughs> <laughs> playing some That's New right. York. What did she say? We're playing some New York team. Is yeah, I know. Saying. I know. Only I like know, it. but it's a team I've never heard of before. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. All right. So this is a case. Okay. But I'm going to say that she wins because the seizure of the animal she was not given a grace period, a time in which she could go and get a permit so she could have it. And the fact that other law enforcement officers that had their pictures taken with the raccoon led her to believe that she was allowed to keep it. So case, but she prevails. The officer jumped the gun. The rookie, the gung-ho cop, knucklehead. All right, Denise, what say you, case or no case? Um, I'm going to say no case. I don't know why. It's just a feeling, and I've been off today, so <laughs> I'll probably be wrong. But I, I just don't feel like this is the case. Okay. I have an answer, Cal. Yeah, the ahead. way it's been going today, a yeah. lot of it is, is thinking intellectually about things. and Other things are just trying to figure out Cal Hunter and what he's doing. Todd and I have been on all day long. We have nailed it every single time. And I just can't go against Todd, and Todd can't go against me. So i got to follow exactly what Todd is. Yes, this is a true case. And, yes, she had this cute little baby raccoon, and the officer did not give her enough time to – and maybe she could say it's domesticated, too. She can argue that. But the most important thing that I want to talk about, other than case or no case, the Oregon Ducks are playing the powerhouse Stony Brook College. Sisters of the Poor. What is Stony Brook College? As Mike Ditka used to say. Well, you're playing the Sisters of the Poor. Just I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're nice people. Give it's us a call, Stony Brook College. Uh, we'll be back after this to find out uh, the case or no case, the raccoon. Stony Brook College sounds like a money game to me. I don't know, but the Oregon Ducks are playing them. Hmm. Well, good for them. Oh. And good for Stony Brook, huh? What a recruiting right. chip for them. All right. As Fred said, case or no case, the answer to case or no case and the domesticated raccoon, a box-trained raccoon, no less, very unusual, is coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. Every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 
800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. That's it. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, 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 quick car, car, car wash. Quick, quick car wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Radio Lock Talk. Who told you that? That's true. Now it's time for more Radio Lock Talk. So am I going to be a three-time win- winner, uh, Cal? Boy, that's a great question. Well, for let's a, find uh, out. It's possible. Uh, it's also possible you may not be. Right. So, wow, one of those two, huh? Well, <laughs> just want to give Denise hope before she comes in and, and turns all crazy on us. No, she would not do that. Okay, so here's the thing. All right. The woman who kept the baby raccoon, who had an overzealous, in my opinion, rookie officer come in and go, you don't have a permit for that animal, although she'd had it for seven, seven years, Fred. She'd had it for seven Ooh. years. And so those of you who say this was a case, that would be... 
Todd and Fred. Over. Yeah, and yes. he, I knew I had to stick with Todd this time. But, but, you, but you did make a slight error in she judgment. Lost. Fish and game won. Oh, gee. Oh, so, that's, yeah. a, that's, one for, that's not one for the good guys. No, that's it's not. So guys. she asked the judge, what should I have done? Just let the little raccoon stay on the side of the road and die? And you know what the judge said? I'm giving you a quote now from the case. Yes. In order to comply with the law, ma'am, yes, that's exactly what you should have done. Oh. I'm sorry. Can't do that. And that is... Well, good for her. Now it's at least domesticated, and they'll probably go to, like, a a zoo or something, which is probably... A petting zoo. Have you ever, though, dealt with a raccoon? Oh, they're terrible. They are the meanest animals you've ever been around. And they're so smart. They're so cute looking. They look so cute. But they are mean, and their claws are so sharp. Yeah, they are so sharp. They will tear up a dog. I have one that lives in the sewer by our radio studio in Red Bluff. Lives in the sewer. Pops out every time I pull up my car. Looks at me. I go, hey, get out of here. And it kind of like holds up his little middle raccoon (laughs) finger (laughs) and goes back in the sewer and runs away. You know, they can open. They're so clever. They can open. Like we we used to go camping up at our mine, right? And we had um, the kind of cupboards that were screened in. And you had to literally turn the um, handle to open them, not a big handle, like a little tiny, like button type of a handle, and the raccoons could get in there. Wow! And then they wow. they'll get in the walls and live and tear up your insulation. I mean, they can well, destroy. They really? Oh I yeah, they can that. destroy. Yeah, they're like having rats. So, so, never, uh, don't ever feed them because so, they keep coming back no. and back and back. So my question now is: after all of this raccoon bashing that's going on, are, are, are we now saying, yeah, yeah, she should have left the little raccoons on the side of the road to die? They, they, they you know, it's a gateway crime. They're just going to grow up and be hoodlums, you know, st- sure. stealing, stealing cows' insulation and tearing things up. Well, I I, did, I just saw a story on a guy who who was a uh, taxidermist, and this family had a pet raccoon, and it ripped their mobile home in Arkansas completely. I mean, the paneling was off the wall. The insulation was laying out over the refrigerator, and it died. And they said, can you all taxidermy this for him? He's our pet. I thought, you got to oh, be kidding me. Wow. Good riddance, raccoon. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? They're, they're, they are, though. They're, they're destructive, but they're, they're not. Cute, not. So, so let me tell you a quick anecdotal story. Did you know what type of dog I had for years that I loved? Is one of my favorite dogs. We had that labs. Is it is. We had labs, but my friend called me. And he lived in the city. He said, can you please come take my dog? Because I live in the country and we have, I mean, between all the neighbors, there's 100 acres there, right? And he goes, can you please come get the dog? I get complaints every day of my dog and because it barks all the time. What kind of dog was it? I don't, uh, a beagle. Red, red bone coonhound. Uh-oh. So oh. we went over and it was a puppy. And they do. They howl. They, they bark constantly. They howl. We picked this red bone coonhound up, and it was out of Texas, and it was like a seven hundred and fifty dollar dog that his mom was like a national champion. And could, what a great dog to have if you're in the country. Do not get those dogs if you're in the city. But that dog treed so many animals, and you, and I first started trying to train it, and I looked up you know about tra- how to train it, and and I, then I find right, it's like dude, if they've got it, just don't train. They're fine. They're gonna figure it out. And sure enough, that thing, that dog would would uh, go out on the hundred acre woods, and would tree raccoons. It tre- you name it, it treated. it. And the thing that's interesting about a red bone coonhound, this is great anecdotal stuff. This so, is, so this did it, it did it instinctively. Instinctively, but that's here's cool. the thing yeah. that's interesting: 
They will not leave the tree. They'll stay there all day and all night barking with their feet up until either you get it down, you shoot it, whatever you got to do. I don't have to, you know how many times? Would you guys, uh, Garrett, go down to the valley and go get Rusty? Out of, <laughs> he's been barking for six hours now. I think he's thirsty. And literally, and sure enough, you see coons. And he, and he trapped seven, seven raccoons in one tree one day. Nobody believed us. And we took a video, and I got pictures of it. Good dog. He treed seven raccoons. That is cool. You, you don't have any red ferns growing on your property at all. We do. Too. Actually, okay. he did die, and, and we should. And actually, it's sad because I think he went over to the neighbors, and they... Uh, the neighbors got kind of tired of him coming over. But you know, he was the, a sweet dog. the thing that's interesting about that story is yes. that out there somewhere, did, the friend that gave it to you, did they have kids? No, no, he was sing, no, he was a single. Okay, guy, because single the, guy. because the the thought is the the age old thing, the parents get rid of the pet, they get where to go. Well, we sent it to go live in this farm in the country where the dog will be able to bound around and jump and do all these things. When that's not really what happened to the dog, and in this case, that's actually what happened right, to the dog. Right, and I, and my wife has sworn. To not let me get another one, and I just love the red bone coon. So house. I have a question. Yeah, what'd you do with the seven raccoons? We actually, I let them get down and go because you know what? It was a family. There was two mom and dad, three babies, and it must have been grandma. There was three adults and four babies. You know, of some sort. And it goes back to Rusty. Rusty, what would you do with the raccoons? You had to let him go. You had to what? No, no, we had happy. to let him go. Really? No, he's like, good, because I'm going to trap them again when they come back. <laughs> and guess what? We had no issues with deer with uh, around our home because we have gardens, deers, raccoons, mountain lions, because we're up in here in Northern California. Um, you know, bobcats we see all the time. But, man, there it is. A, sh- a shout-out for two and a half minutes for Red Bone Coon And your wife won't let you get another one. No, I love that dog, wow. Rusty. We'll come back. We're going to talk about Twitter. We're going to talk about Durst case. We're going to talk about a South Carolina lawyer case. Boy, that's interesting that Todd's going to bring up. And we've got more when you come back with us. we got only a half hour to go. Stick with us. You are listening to Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. There's more coming right up very soon right here. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? Fact, more than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again by wearing... If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Are Are you serious? Oh, that's dumb. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Back to back to Radio Law Talk, 855-LAW-RADIO. Just stick around because we're going to have, at the very end, quick take. We're going to tell you a couple of really uh, quick second, a few seconds about what we think about this whole show and, and something for you to remember. But right now we've been uh, touting this South Carolina lawyer case. Todd, lay this case out. This is sure. kind of bizarre. So there's a there's a lawyer, South Carolina, Murdaugh. Alex Murdaugh is his name. And the Murdaugh family, the Murdaugh law firm has been around for, I want to say it's 80, 100 years. It was like an institution in this small area in South Carolina. And he was a very influential lawyer. He had a wife, two kids. And... Trouble started a brewing right around 2015. Here's a quick timeline. Thank you. Shout out to the USA Today for um, providing a lot of this research. But uh, so in July of 2015, an individual named Stephen Smith found dead on a country road in South Carolina. All right. Near in this whole location. Smith's mom said she thought it was a hate crime. But we'll get back to that in November. 2015. That's when the mom said that, hey, look, my son getting hit, that was a hate crime. Skip forward four years to February 2019. Paul Murdaugh, Alex Murdaugh's son, at the helm of a boat, gets into an accident. The passenger is killed. He was awaiting trial still related to the, uh, the manslaughter charges relating to that case. Two days after the boat accident, the housekeeper of the Murdaws dies, allegedly of natural causes, so they say. Skip forward to 2021. This kid who's awaiting uh, trial on the boat case, he and his mom, Alex Murdaugh's wife and son, are found by Alex Murdaugh, murdered, shot to death at their home. Alex Murdaugh said he had been away visiting his ill father, came back, found both of them dead at the house. He has another son. We'll get to that one in a minute. This is in June of this year. Should be writing this down, this, yes. this timeline. 
Three days later, Alex Murdaugh's father dies, the father he had gone to go see. Then in June, later June, June 22nd, remember that 2015 hit and run where the mom thought it was a hate crime? Well, the investigation of the murder of the mom and son, Alex Murdaugh's wife and son, has now led to reopening the investigation of that 2015 death. Now, who died in the first one? The Stephen, hit and run? Stephen Smith, some 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 kid, and yeah. they said it was a hate crime. But the investigation of Murdaugh's wife and son has now led to a reopening of the previous investigation. A month later, the police department that's doing the investigation is now facing conspiracy charges related uh, related to the investigation of the boat crash that happened two years earlier. A month after that, the Essentially, the prosecutor, the DA, the solicitor general, he recuses himself from any further involvement in the case, claiming conflict of interest. That was in August. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. I'm lost. That is so crazy. I'm lost already. So this is so intriguing, though. September, the dad, the dad who at this point now has lost a son who was waiting trial for the manslaughter charge in the boat. He's lost a wife. He has another son. But he's lost his uh, those and his two dad. kids, and his, and his dad has died. He resigns from his law firm in September, September third of this year. And, oh, and his, by house, the way, his housekeeper, his too. housekeeper dies too, and yeah. his housekeeper died as well. Yeah. September fourth, a day after he resigns from his law firm, he is shot in the head on a country road. Superficial wound, it turned out to be, but he is shot, and an attempted murder investigation starts. Then. Two days later, the 6th of September, that same Alex Murtaugh enters rehab. A week later, his law firm now is being investigated. And a week after that, they find the perpetrator of the attempted murder, and turns out, guess what? He was actually hired by Alex Murtaugh. Well, allegedly. That's, this is the allegation. This is what he's claiming. He's claiming he was hired by Alex Murtaugh, the lawyer, and hired to kill him. Alex hired this guy to shoot himself so that Alex's surviving son could get the $10 million life insurance policy. Alex Murtaugh. And that was a former client of Mr. It was a former client. Alex Murtaugh now has surrendered himself to authorities. He's facing charges of insurance fraud, but in a development just yesterday, has been released on bond to go back to the rehab facility Twenty thousand dollars bond, with all of wow. this only That's released on twenty thousand dollars bond. Did you say yeah. that was just in Todd? That would be here we go. Oh, yeah. Now, yes. Radio Law Talk News. Okay, back to you, Todd Cunin. So, <laughs> so look, we're going to follow this one. I, I've been. I mean, every time I bring up my news feed, it keeps coming up. It's just this train wreck of stuff going on. The, the essentially this prominent law firm, prominent family, brought down by allegations and scandal, and he's now facing charges, but. And everybody's wow. dead. Everybody's How quickly? Dead. Yeah, you've got. And they're also reopening and, and getting an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the death of the housekeeper. Yeah, so you've got murder, you've got drug abuse, you may have some sexual thing with the housekeeper, you don't know that. You've got murder for hire. Oh, I'm just saying. No, and, I'm, I'm thinking. It's allegations. That was the first thing that I thought of as yeah. well, yeah. honestly. Well, we got to be careful because we don't know. He's No, I'm just saying Bruce. you may. Yeah, that's may. What it's I just said. a yeah. lot of stuff surrounding this family and 
you know, now that he's, well, we'll see where things go moving forward. Yeah, we're going to follow this. And that is a very interesting timeline of what's going on. Crazy. Talk about like, okay, life's good. Got a big law firm. Doing, whoops, everything's going, yep. going south. What's interesting is, man, everybody keeps dying around him. Yeah. That reminds me of someone else. Yes. With two, two little children, remember? Is that the one we're talking about in Idaho, that Idaho case? No. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Durst, you're talking about? Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about oh, Durst. Yes. <laughs> well, let's segue into Durst. Good transition, Denise. But we're not saying, again, uh, all these people are innocent until proven guilty, except Durst has just uh, been found guilty, right, Denise? He, yeah, he was yep. just found guilty by a juror. Well, tell jury. about what it's about. I mean, back it up a little bit. Well, what's Denise. interesting about Durst is there's a lot of dead bodies all around Durst. Um, his first wife... She died and or just mysteriously disappeared. I don't think they ever found her body. And then he moved away and moved to Texas, I believe. And he admitted to cutting up his neighbor's body. Wasn't that Galveston, Texas? Yes. It wasn't walking on a beach wearing a mask and carrying a machete or anything. Okay, just checking. That was his lawyer. Folks, that was a callback to a previous hour where we covered a story like that. Oh, doesn't apply. When he was caught, he was actually dressed up like a woman and he was acquitted of the murder of this guy, although he admitted to cutting up his body. He right. was found guilty of hindering prosecution or hiding evidence in that case. Well, I think he said it was self-defense is what he said. But And their argument was, look, chopping up a Look, he did what? Just chopping up a body isn't no big deal. That doesn't mean he murdered him. He just chopped him up. Go ahead. Yes, Well, exactly. holding yourself out as a butcher without an appropriate license, that's a gateway crime. Hey. Another and, gateway crime. And then his best friend... <laughs> Ends up dead Woman. in California. Yeah. And he had allegedly gone all the way to California to visit with her. And the theory was that she knew that he had actually uh, killed his first wife. And so that's kind of the thing that was on trial in California. And the jury just found him guilty of murdering his best friend. Which now, apparently, the, according to the facts presented in the case, did he not come into a room and just sim- pop a cap in the back of her head? I mean, like surprised her and shot her dead. Isn't that kind of what they think happened? Yes, that's exactly what they think happened. Wow. And she never saw it coming. Well, here's the key. The, the Durst trial is one of the most famous trials and most most famous cases because it's one of the first ones that Radio Law Talk really covered. And we covered probably the most interesting part of the trial uh, and his case, not necessarily the trial, his case where he gets interviewed on HBO and he does this interview. And while he's uh, doing this interview, he's sitting in the bathroom, going to the bathroom and he keeps his, he has a hot mic on and he talks and says these weird things because they're interviewing him about these mysterious deaths and especially of, a, of, his, of his friend. And this, do you still have that? Do you like teed up, Cal? Not yet. Well, I'm, I'm trying to it's, find It's it actually now. on, if you can go to Radio Law Talk, um, um, our YouTube, just go to YouTube, Radio Law Talk. It's on Radio Law Talk YouTube. I like to call this the Scooby-Doo moment because you remember in the old Scooby-Doo uh, shows, there's always the end. And what did once they catch the bad guy, what did the bad guy invariably say every time? I'd have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for these meddling kids. And yeah, so, he'd always confess. Yeah, and so the idea here is, okay, I'd have gotten away if it hadn't been for these meddling kids. What is? What was the meddling kid, the Scooby-Doo moment in the case? And for Durst, yeah, that's it was right. this audio. He's in the bathroom. 
He's in the bathroom. That's right. He had been interviewed. He went to the bathroom, but the mic was still on. Okay, there it is. You're caught. Oh, that's that's passing gas. You're right, of course. But can't imagine. But you can't imagine. Arrested. Arrested. No. All right, uh, we're going anyway, to go ahead. We're going to take yeah. a break here. Fred. We'll Let's take right a break. Let's get off that. But anyway, he he basically talks, and we don't want to hear passing gas anymore. Commercials but, under the announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories. I took pills. Eating and eating and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. 
At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. What does Todd's cat say? Boys are weird. Oh, that's dumb. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. We're back at the show, but Cal's watching that video still. All right, we can get away from the Durst. Turn the Durst stuff off. We, we've heard yeah, he, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's we fascinating just trying to look inside of his brain there when he's yeah, in there. Yeah, but, but, let's get off that. We're, we're going to talk about genetic. Coast Guard. Let's talk about the Coast Guard, Cal. Oh, we're going to do some rock music, too. Oh, Great. Yeah. Coast Guard's going to be little, is being yeah. sued. Remember there was that September 2nd, 2019 uh, boat accident where 33 passengers were, ki- were killed because it caught on fire. They're sleeping below deck. Remember, they're scuba divers, and they couldn't basically get out. Well, now just, just uh, an update. The Coast Guard is now being sued uh, by their lawyers uh, claiming that uh, basically had the Coast Guard properly inspected uh, the name of the boat's called Conception. I don't know why you call it Conception. Uh, they never would have. They never would have certified it. Is what their argument was. It shouldn't have been certified, and uh, so now these uh, uh, these lawsuits um, uh, are, are going forward. There's 34 victims that were killed. I'm sorry, 33 passengers and one crew crew member that uh, basically were trapped below as, the, as it burned. It's like one entire family yeah, died. Yeah. So anyway, that's the latest on that. The lawsuits are now uh, going away. You know, they obviously they sued the the, manu- the boat, you know, company, uh, and now they're going after the actual Coast Guard. So that's the latest. And we got a little bit about uh, Britney Spears. Everybody loves Britney Spears. What's going on with Britney Spears? Well, a lot. And it's really, really a good thing um, because – she had always said that her um, dad was not was mistreating her. He was not allowing her access to her finances. That the conservatorship that was set up over the person and over her estate had become abusive. And the things that she alleged about what she couldn't do f- over her own person is she couldn't ride in a car with her boyfriend. She couldn't get married. She could not um, make decisions for herself. Uh, about her medical care, about all of that, that stuff. And that was where her focus was. Now the focus is changing. And now it's looking at what is going on with regard to her estate. And her attorneys have accused her father, Jamie, of trying to milk $2 million from her. And what he's doing is he's saying, okay, I'm going to step down as over her person. I will no longer be involved at all as conservator financially or personally. But I want $2 million because I've had to pay out for attorney fees. I've had to, um, you know, incur these expenses and all of that. 
and Britney's attorneys are saying, hey, that's extortion. Now, the good news is Britney's now engaged, so she's getting to do things like she should be able to do. Even when the person is under conservatorship, they are allowed to get married. They have capacity to make that decision because even if they don't have capacity over their, their finances, they can still make a decision to be married. So she appears to be happy and her dad's going to step down. Now we're going to find out whether or not Brittany can end the conservatorship without having to do the mental capacity evaluations. It's interesting. The, the thing I wanted to say about the Britney Spears case is I, I think – I think that it's appropriate, and I understand why uh, her dad, Jamie Spears, would be seeking the $2 million, which he claims is for uh, to cover legal fees and, and things like that. The problem that I have is when he's conditioning his withdrawal as the conservator on whether or not he gets that $2 million. Those are separate and distinct issues. Yes, you can seek that $2 million, but your withdrawal as a conservator should not be conditioned on that. That's a, that's uh, a separate issue yeah. because if it is, you are essentially making the case why you shouldn't be the conservator because it's gone from her well-being to now you're trying to increase your own fiduciary and financial uh, safety net, if you will. And, and now you're looking out for yourself, not her. And you shouldn't be a conservator if that's the case. So, We're going to follow uh, Brittany. We love doing the Brittany uh, stuff. And in fact, I've talked to a couple of people, and they've said, will you talk more about Brittany? And then, so we're talking more about Brittany. Twitter. This is something that's interesting. We're leaving for the very last. But Twitter is not going to be li liable for defamatory posts. And everybody understands and, and knows the general rule that, okay, you know, what people say doesn't mean that Facebook or Twitter or Instagram are going to be held liable. This is a very interesting case, though. Why this is interesting, this is a rabbi at a Brooklyn, a Brooklyn synagogue that apparently someone took their um, – the synagogue's Twitter account, right? And, and, and they impersonated the synagogue. And they're making defamatory, you know – uh, posts, harassing posts about the uh, synagogue and uh, and other things, and and so wh what do, what do you do as the synagogue? And, and I've seen this happen before in social media. It's like you're lost, right? That you can't. There's no one to call. All you can do is try to do an email, and you're lucky if they respond to you. And and they're just saying, can you just please remove this? And Twitter uh, did not remove it because they're saying it didn't uh, violate the rules of. Of their, you know, of what, you know, politics or racial slurs or something that's that's inappropriate, and so uh, they finally sued Twitter. Now, what a lot of people don't know or understand, there's a thing called the Communications Decency Act, and I believe it was Bush that put it in place. I can't remember the date of it or year, but basically, it allows, it, it gives immunity, gen generally speaking, because there's there's exceptions. Um, to computer service companies to not be liable for what uh, other people post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which I, I, I can agree with, right? Because, you know, you can't be held liable for what other people do all the time. But in order to qualify for this immunity, there's a three-step process, and the court held all three of these applied. Number one, they have to uh, – the defendant um, must be a provider, a user, in an interactive computer service. Well, Twitter does that, right? Um, it's based on information provided by another person's content. That's what it's doing. Twitter didn't put this out, right? And finally, um, 
they have to treat uh, the defendant as a publisher or a speaker of that information. And they weren't, right? They didn't put that information out. They Or they didn't, um, I want to say, adopt, be, it. adopt it or be part of it. It just is. So the court threw it out and found that all three factors were present and just said, sorry, uh, there's no case here. And But I feel sorry for the rabbi and the synagogue, you know, because... Okay, how do you just – can you just, like, shut that Twitter account down? Apparently someone got a hold of it, and they claim it's not there, or it was theirs, but someone took it. But I guess they're having issues proving that. Hey, I'll be interested to see if this one gets appealed. I, I would imagine that it does because the big issue with Twitter right now has been whether or not they should qualify for this immunity when they will censor other people's tweets and go in and take it based upon whatever content guidelines they have. Are they holding themselves out more as a general publisher? And should they face liability the way a newspaper would face liability if something was posted in that uh, publication? So I'll be curious to see. If this gets appealed and if this is the springboard for some sort of change or readdressing that law, but it's a hot button topic. Here's the other thing, Todd. I want you to talk about the Nicki Minaj thing about transferring from one state to another and and some issues of, uh, you know, being, quote, noted down as a sex offender. And Nicki Minaj's husband, uh, Kenneth Petty, um, uh, didn't uh, supposedly register in California because he's that, based out of New York. That's right. right. So, so really quickly, Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender for an offense that committed he committed in 1995. We're not going to get into that. Suffice it to say, it is one that somebody should have to register as a sex offender for. Well, that uh, conviction came out of New York. When he moved to California, he didn't register in California, and he was facing a felony charge. Could have gotten up to 10 years prison, but I believe he resolved it. Here's the thing to take away from this. Yes, first off, this is a 95 conviction that he still has to register for. Registration is lifetime. And two, just because you're out of one state and into another doesn't mean your registration requirement goes away. So um, he had to learn that one the hard way. And that was in 1995, correct? That's right. That was a long time ago. All right, quick takes. Yep, now it's time for quick takes. Can I do mine, Cal, first? I'd like it if you would. Go ahead. We were talking about the school teacher that cut the kid's hair. So when you're teaching your kids what to do when they go to school, pull little Jamie by the side and say, you know, if you're school and the teacher comes over, say, you know what, little Jamie, I'm going to cut your paper in half with our scissors. Just run, okay? Just run. Run away. <laughs> Todd, your quick take is what? Uh, quick take. Uh, the guy walking on the beach in Galveston, Texas, was wearing a Michael Myers mask, which is technically inaccurate. He was wearing a William Shatner mask because that was the mask used in Halloween. It was a William Shatner mask. Bones. Denise. Ooh. Well, we have learned that Durst and Murdoch have in common a lot of dead bodies around them. Mm. But they're all innocent until proven guilty. We'll be back next week. Join us at Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Years on Medicare and Medicaid, or receiving extra help for your prescription drugs, we have great news. You can change or enroll into a Medicare plan every three months if you qualify, all from the comfort and safety of your own home, over the phone. No one even needs to come to your home. 
and in minutes, we'll tell you all about some additional new Medicare benefits for you, like dental, vision, hearing, transportation, and more. Call us. We'll explain all your new Medicare benefits. Premiums are as low as $0 per month. Even if you are not paying anything for your coverage now, you need to call our licensed agents to review your plan. There are zero-cost plans available in some areas. Don't wait till next year. Get all the Medicare benefits you deserve. Call a licensed agent today. 800-461-2114. 800-461-2114. That's 800-461-2114. Paid for by Senior Choice Plans.